The minimum wage. Europeans, along with the rest of the world, have been debating about the costs and benefits of continuing and expanding the minimum wage. The minimum wage was introduced to ensure fair, livable pay for a worker performing a relatively low-skilled task. However, as minimum wage rates have increased to meet the rising costs of living expenses, there have been a higher number of young people seeking work. Employers have responded to this with cuts in hours and jobs, leaving more work to be done in less time by fewer people, making just slightly more money than they did before. The EU has not yet come up with a unified approach to enforcing a standard minimum wage across all of its countries. However, with the exception of the Nordic countries, most EU countries do enforce some basic statutory minimum wage, with some choosing to impose further regulations based on industry and age. These regulations are often where economists and citizens find fault in the statutory system, as will be examined by looking at the UK later in this chapter. The Nordic countries that haven't adopted these statutory regulations have recently been described as a model for the rest of the EU. However, while these countries may hold surface-level appeal based on average income and overall happiness, they may not provide the best option for decreasing youth unemployment in Europe, as will also be examined later using Sweden's struggle with youth unemployment as an example. There have been a number of empirical studies done worldwide that show a positive correlation between raising the minimum wage and youth unemployment levels. According to studies on the effect of the minimum wage in the US, a 10% increase in the minimum wage has been found to reduce regional employment by as much as 7%. Studies have also been conducted across many OECD countries showing the same trend though the results varied much more between countries. It has also been demonstrated that the more unionised a country's workforce is, the greater the effect of the minimum wage on youth unemployment. Minimum wage jobs are often necessary for youth to gain experience. On-the-job training is, for some people, the first real job training they receive, and it becomes the building block for all other job training. However, with the increase in the minimum wage, employers are not hiring as many young people or providing as much on-the-job training. This has led to more youth entering a job market that they are not qualified for. Many countries have started to call for an end to the minimum wage in favour of a new system, such as the NIT or CBI, as discussed above. They believe that the minimum wage is growing ineffective and the relationship between it and unemployment rates can no longer be overlooked, as it is also being exploited by employers. In the UK, the Labour Party has announced its plans to increase the minimum wage to £10 an hour to all workers, regardless of age. Many other countries in Europe have similar laws restricting the minimum wage based on age, such as Germany. Politicians in these countries have heard the cries of their people pleading for equal pay for equal work. Youths in these countries claim they are doing the same work as those older than them, but are having their pay limited based solely on their age. This decision has been met with much criticism, as economists fear that youth unemployment will increase with too few jobs available to them. As the debate over the minimum wage picks up throughout Europe, 
many people are looking towards Nordic countries as examples of how abolishing the minimum wage can help an economy flourish while reducing unemployment. Most of the Nordic countries have refused to adopt any sort of minimum wage laws, citing the importance of a free market for an economy to grow. Government intervention has long been proven to interfere with economic growth through disincentivizing the market from finding its own natural balance. Switzerland felt so strongly about this fact that in 2014, their government met to discuss the possible implementation of the minimum wage only to have it wholly refused in favour of their current free market system. These countries enjoy high average monthly salaries and are ranked among the happiest in the world, though they do tend to rank higher in their unemployment rankings too. While there may not be a government-enforced minimum wage in these countries, there are expansive labour unions that negotiate and regulate wages. This still allows for a free market without much government involvement, though it does help to ensure that workers are fairly compensated for their time, no matter their skill level, due to the lack of official regulation. In July 2019, Sweden's unemployment rate was 6.7%, with an average monthly salary of $4,353. Countries that have not adopted minimum wage policies all have average monthly salaries and unemployment rates at about the same level. These countries do tend to have higher unemployment rates, but they also tend to have better unemployment benefits. People may spend more time in between jobs, and it is more normal, as seen by the Danish Flex Security System, to be unemployed, as the job market flows more freely. The negotiated minimum wage that is collectively agreed upon by unions tends to be much higher in the Nordic countries than in the rest of Europe, with the government-regulated minimum wage leading to a higher monthly income as well. This has, however, created an issue for the rapidly increasing number of low-education and language-skill immigrants entering the Nordic countries. As Eck and Skedinger point out in their article discussing immigrant integration there, high entry wages may act as a barrier to entering the labour market, primarily for low-skilled immigrants. And many jobs in these countries do require a higher skill set than in the rest of the EU. While much of the world has been toying with the idea of adopting the Nordic system based on its higher-than-average monthly salaries and the general happiness of its people, this may not be the best solution for youth unemployment nor is it necessarily sustainable across all of Europe. Young people and foreign workers benefit the least from the Nordic model. For example, in Sweden, the non-native unemployment rate is 19%, or nearly five times that of native unemployment. If adopted by the rest of Europe, the high percentage of non-native unemployment poses a serious risk as immigration issues are already causing a massive strain on the economies of Greece, Italy and Hungary. The Nordic system of poor integration of immigrants and the favouring of native-born citizens for jobs may increase these tensions further if immigrant unemployment rates also rise as dramatically as in the rest of Europe. The youth unemployment rate in Nordic countries is much higher than in other European countries. The unemployment rate among Swedish youth in 2018 was 16.95%, higher than the rest of Europe's average unemployment rate of 14.2%, and significantly higher than most of Europe's other economically stable countries, 
whose youth unemployment is well below 10%. It is worth pointing out, however, that Sweden's youth unemployment rates have been falling steadily for the last 10 years. One of the reasons cited as the cause for such high youth unemployment in the Nordic countries is the fact of high starting salaries, even for entry-level positions. Young people in these countries are not coming out of school with enough education or experience for employers to risk hiring them. This is a common problem being faced by young people all over Europe. With the economic crisis in Europe and the growing rate of youth unemployment, citizens are looking to their governments for answers that are not being given. In 2018, 22 of the 28 EU member countries had a statutory minimum wage. The UK's raising of the minimum wage to such a high level for all workers worries economists in the country. They worry about where that money will end up coming from and what the long-term effects on the economy will be, as they do not believe they will be able to maintain a high minimum wage indefinitely. On the other end of the spectrum is Sweden, which does not have a governmentally enforced minimum wage, but rather relies on the power of the unions that control the job market there to negotiate a fair pay scale for employees. The worry with this system is that it favours those born in Sweden, making it even more difficult for immigrants to become employed there. It has also been seen to potentially favour older members of society, meaning that if this system, praised by many throughout Europe, were implemented, it could worsen youth unemployment rates over time. Simply increasing the minimum wage across Europe, or doing away with it entirely, will solve neither the youth unemployment crisis nor the ongoing economic crisis. Politicians need to find methods of better evaluating the pros and cons of each system. Steps towards this have been taken in some countries through small-scale tests, though nothing implemented so far has provided a universal solution that could be regulated throughout all of Europe.